Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Actually, I think the vision is that sex ed doesn't have to be something separate. It can just become part of education. That's the goal. The goal is that this is seen as something as, you know, you teach your child to this too. Is it important? It's obviously important. You're not going to teach them that one once they're 18 or 19, right? That just sounds so silly. So I think that's the kind of institutional change that we want to see. Hi listeners, Melting Pot is privileged to be collaborating with The Zero Period for a series of conversations with their team on awareness about comprehensive sexuality education. The Zero Period is a non-profit organization. They're based out of India. They're working to enable comprehensive sexuality education in Indian schools. The theory of change that the organization follows is via teacher training to deliver comprehensive sexuality education curriculum to the pre-adolescent students. This helps in ensuring that their curriculum sustains in the schooling system through generations and it also is a driving force in the ecosystem level change in schools by involving adults and children alike. So presenting a very special series on Melting Pot in collaboration with The Zero Period. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm in conversation today with two very young and dynamic people who are doing something very interesting. And we're going to talk a lot about that. And that's the whole purpose of this conversation. Um, My guests today are Priyanka Mehta and Atul Moria. Both of them are a part of Um, a team called uh, The Zero Period. And The Zero Period is a nonprofit that is working towards um, educating uh, teachers specifically on comprehensive sexuality um, education. And um, it's, it's, like I said, a nonprofit. And Melting Pot is really, really happy and proud to be collaborating with the Zero Period. So thank you both of you, Priyanka and Atul, for joining me today in this conversation. Sure, very, very, very excited to be here to talk to you. Uh, I think likewise, similar from my end, but yeah, really looking forward to this. Super. So let's, um, actually, before we do a deep dive into the actual subject, um, if I could get a very quick background from both of you on um, on yourselves and what prompted you to actually become a part of the zero period. I think I would like to go first. Uh, sure. So, <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, so, I am 26. I was born in Delhi. Uh, I grew up in Delhi, NCR. And uh, 
I went to college there. I studied psychology and um, I now live in Mumbai. I've worked in policy. I've worked in education primarily. Uh, right now, volunteer with the zero period. And um, uh, I also work with an edtech startup. Um, we have, it's an business consulting company. Uh, as for my family, I'm the middle child of my parents and I do like to sort of think or most people around me think I did grow up in a fairly progressive family um, for, for by Indian standards, whatever that is, but fairly progressive. So my views, um, you know, in the future that are going to be going to be expressed. I think it's nice to put that in context of, you know, my upbringing was fairly liberal, fairly progressive, I would say for the most part. Okay, interesting. What about you, Atul? Uh, so I'm an economics major and a master's in sports management and currently I'm working in a startup based on opinion trading. And I'm 23 right now. I've lived in tier three, tier two, tier one cities as a whole. So I have that whole experience of like exploring India in a nutshell, like being in Mumbai, being in Delhi, being in Allahabad and being in Uttarakhand. So I think I do cover that spectrum as a whole. I've been a science student. I've been a commerce student. So that part is also covered. But all in all, uh, all, of that's this about at, all of this at the age of 23. That's amazing. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's quite a vast experience to have for such a young, young person. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, moving forward with um, something which I think is very, very uh, important for us to be discussing and uh, which obviously is what the zero period is all about. Um, um, what kind of uh, sex education were both of you given uh, when you were at school? I know that you've mentioned you know, that your family, Priyanka, was very, uh, is very progressive and liberal. Um, I'm not sure if the same holds for you, Atul, so you could answer that. Uh, but I, I, I just want to get a sense from both of you as to um, what kind of, were you given any kind of um, sex ed um, while you were at school? Um, Whoever so, wants to go first. So during my time, like during my childhood days, as I mentioned, at that time, I used to live in a tier three city and that very environment uh, in the school itself with my parents itself, you know, uh, this wasn't a common topic to talk about, neither in the school, neither with the parents. So at that time, I do not feel that I did get any sex education for us people. If the term sex education came up, it was just the basic biology from our class eighth or ninth test textbooks that was it that was what we got and especially from our parents like even they were hesitant to talk about it like i'm the third child in the very family i have two elder sisters so at that time you know we had that very dynamic where it became a bit uncomfortable to talk about a certain things so uh, now that i think of it i know that okay i didn't get like such a term like sex education during my childhood days okay uh, so before I, I ask the next question about how it's impacted you, Priyanka, what is your response to that? What kind of um, sex ed did you or did you not get while you were growing up at school? Uh, sorry, my internet was a little glitching. Uh, it, could, you, could you please repeat that? Yeah, question? sure, sure, sure. So um, 
what kind of sex education did you uh, get while you were growing up at school? Sure, sure. So I did. I do want to mention that my mom's a nurse. So now this is interesting, given that I said that I grew up in a fairly progressive family and my mom's a nurse. Uh, people would expect that I we talked about, you know, we at least had somewhat of, you know, education from the home, but that was not the case. As, we, as I've grown up, as adults, our parents have spoken about it, but it didn't come at the right time, which is why when, and I, when I think of school now that, you know, you asked us about school, I have a memory of actually having a sex ed workshop. So we were taken, uh, I was in eighth grade, uh, we were all taken to this auditorium, uh, all the eighth grade. So we had six sections. So all of us were taken, I think two sections were taken together. And I remember this, I do remember this man's face. He was a really old man uh, who was there. And we kind of had a sense what this person is there for. So we were a little excited also about missing the class, I guess. Um, we went there and it was, I would say about 45, uh, 45 50 minutes of a workshop. Uh, and uh, we discussed very, I would say high point stuff of just like menstruation. We discussed, we, we were given chits. We were asked, you know, you can ask an anonymous question. And I distinctly remember everybody trying to change their handwriting because people were like, what if they find out that I wrote that question? I don't want to be the person who's asking, uh, you know, some question that's, even though they did tell us that these questions are, you know, anonymous and we're gonna, but most students were so scared that they still asked, I think, questions around menstruation or something like that. And um, quite unfortunate, I would say, and sometimes I reflect back and I, I still distinctly remember being in that auditorium, but that was the breadth of what we got. And uh, obviously I think uh, that wasn't sufficient. That was nowhere close to sufficient, I would say. Um, but yeah, our school did have at least a workshop, I would say. Um, so that was just that one workshop when you were in grade eight, that's it. Yeah, and Atul, you yeah. had none of that, right? None no, wow. Else, yeah. So how did uh, this lack of sex education, both uh, at home as well as in school, actually impact your later lives? Um, so post-class eight, I moved out to a residential school. For the first two years, I was in an all-boys school, a residential school. So that feeling was altogether different. Like all boys, you know, in their budding years, like growing physically and mentally in that very headspace and not knowing anything about it. And the worst part being like, even with women as a whole, they have that very idea that they do ask the relevant questions with guys like us. It wasn't the case, even with the teachers. And if someone had that courage to ask a single question, like people uh, would make fun of them. So at that time, people would refrain to ask those questions. Like they'll go to the teacher personally. And if they're feeling something of, if there's a bodily change or something, they'll ask the teachers, ki, okay, this is something that's happening to me. Is it natural? Is it supposed to happen? At that time, the teachers were polite enough to tell us that in the very manner it is supposed to be, but it wasn't uh, like obvious. It wasn't happening as a whole. We had to make that extra effort to gather that very knowledge. Suppose that when I moved to a co-ed for my 11th and 12th, at that time also, you know, now that I was in a boys' school, and now I've moved to a co-ed, you know, in an environment where I do expect people to know some things, but now I am the shy person. I do mm. not know about a lot of things. So now that changes as a whole. You share a same space, uh, like with a female counterpart, you know, with a classmate, and you do not know sometimes what's appropriate to talk about or not, right? 
you know because we are in that very phase so that was troublesome at times and i feel that if i would have known better at times because i remember one incident and i think which is very normal for me now but at that time uh, like people used to term it as scandalous i remember being in a computer lab sort of a thing like we used to have labs and uh, one of my classmate uh, opened her notebook right and there was a sanitary pad in that very thing and for guys it's like at that time was the most funny thing there is and now that you think of it it's problematic because we did not know what's the purpose of that very thing so if you can think of it as a whole like if we were educated and about the very thing this is when this is when you were in grade 11 11th and 12th yeah so you can vastly wow. imagine how problematic that is right like even see i've had two sisters so i have the basic idea of what that thing does right yeah, but for yeah. people around me it was just a funny thing to happen and i just asked my friend ki okay it's perfectly fine just keep the notebook but at that very point i felt a bit ashamed that okay there are people who should be knowing about this at this very age so i think things like these like make us realize that okay if we were educated about this very thing in the past our decision making or our reaction to a certain thing could have been better in that very moment hmm. yeah that's true yeah because i mean something which is so natural um you know for for people for so boys at you know grade 11 12 would be what 16 17 or 17 Absolutely. 18 to Absolutely. not so which means that even if they had siblings at home the sisters um they were not you know it was kept away from them uh and not discussed with them openly which is quite which is quite shocking actually um you know it's it's something which is as basic as that um so hmm yeah and how uh, and priyanka what about you um sure i think not having sex ed i would say when i think of it comprehensive sex ed i would say the ideas around bullying empathy menstruation those things did impact me in a similar way like the first time i got my period i was confused but that was mostly taken care of but the lack of sex ed i feel impacted me the most when i got out of school i think my initial brush my sexual experiences could have been better if i had received sex ed now i mentioned earlier i do come you know my parents were all these sort of people go out and figure out for yourself now this does not apply to everything the thing is when parents come with that outlook they still give you the tools for instance they're giving you tools even uh, this is how you have to deal with heartbreaks this is how you have to deal if your pets die now they do want you to learn things as you go along become adults but even with i say my parents were pretty open about discussing most things i think they 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 know how to which is which is why when you know people question the zero period this is something that has to come from households and this is not the teacher's responsibility i say no even the most progressive parents are struggling with it my parents now talk about it pretty openly we talk about you know my mother is actually very passionate about family planning so we've often discussed since i've been 19 20 very often she'll discuss a woman's decision to sort of deciding when to have children can impact everything in our life and i myself you know grew i always i had that at, at the back of my mind of this is something that women should be allowed to choose right and uh, i'm i'm the middle child i have two more siblings and it's the more the merrier but we are open to the extent that we've discussed that my mom didn't want three children actually um so it's something that was always present and i think my the lack of sex had impacted me with my early decisions of you know 
uh, my early sexual experiences, I think they would have been better. Now, I don't know what I mean is, I can tell you I may have delayed. I may have delayed having sex, I guess. Um, so that's that's a pretty you know straightforward statement to make. But that's it's and it's hard to always counterfactually say what could have happened if you got it. But that's sort of my sense that my initial interaction with you know sex, uh, uh, sexual experiences had a lot of anxiety. Uh, you know, I things were just you know typical. I think a lot of things that do be predict, people predict that do happen when you don't get appropriate sex. Ed. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Working in the treacherous and very niche space that is comprehensive sexuality education in India, the zero period depends upon donations and external funds by community members who believe in the mission and the vision of the organization. If you are willing and you're able to, please do donate to the crowdfunding campaign of the zero period by clicking on the link in the description. Thank you. So therefore, both of you believe that it's very, very important to, um, you know, not um, to, to actually have sex ed um, at school uh, in your formative years, because I think I, I think that um, your family, uh, your parents, they will instill moral values in you. Right. Um, and so that is a very different aspect. Um, and and then you need to have um, the school because then you're with your peers, you're with your age group. Uh, so, you know, for you to collectively then be given an understanding because there are girls and boys like, OK, in your case, Atul, you went to an all boys school till you went to a co-ed. Uh, in the last two years of your high school. But, um, you know, it becomes a far more, I would say, open conversation when there is a mix of uh, both the genders and it's being discussed openly. Um, I think the understanding and, and if you have any doubt or confusion in your mind, it kind of can clear up. Because you look at the other person and you say, okay, you know, I didn't think that it's very important for um, me to respect um, the fact that my friend who may be a female uh, does not want me to hold her hand. I'm doing it innocently because I think she's my friend, you know, but um, it could have other connotations. So so I think, yeah, it's very, very important for it to actually start from a very, very young age. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Um, so where are we at with the zero period? And what is your, because you're both um, in different parts of the country. So what is your contribution uh, to what the zero period is doing? Um, and how far do you think um, you have gone? I know it's, it's a very, very new entity. Um, and, you know, all of you are young and you're change makers, but um, I feel, and I'm proud of that, you know, but how far have you gotten uh, in this very short span of time? And what have your challenges been? Priyanka? Um, so thank you so much for that. I, I do feel very happy hearing that. And um, as far as the journey of the zero period is concerned, I would say we've actually come much farther than we thought. And I keep having these conversations with Badha. Um, you know, even if we just look at our sensitization program, which is just touching teachers, touching very basic topics of bullying, empathy, uh, eating disorders, body shaming, very basic stuff we are still having big cohorts. We've had 1,500 teachers till now. Who, and to think about the impact is actually that just changing the outlook of these few teachers on this is going to cause a ripple effect. So I do, for me, I, I'm, I'm also optimistic. So I do like to think that the impact being created is pretty massive, but that's one. Um, another thing about my journey is that, you know, I started as just saying I'm a volunteer. I wasn't sure. I knew why I was starting or, you know, where I'm coming from. I just wanted to be associated with the cause. As we went on, uh, but then I, you know, the founder and I kept having conversations about, um, you know, what, what could be my area of impact. And right now I'm mostly doing, you know, the partnerships and fundraising bit. But of course, I've attended all through the last eight months, I've attended all of the sensitization, all of the ambassador programs, seen the kind of cohorts we've had, the English speaking, the Hindi speaking, come the ones coming from Delhi, the ones coming from Haryana. So there's quite a lot of learning in, in just that one hour, two hours of you know sessions that we do in a day. There's so much and the kind of questions sometimes you get really throw you off, like, you know, um, from certain cities, we'll have questions. This, you know, we had a question last week. Somebody said, you know, this woman doesn't have a uterus. Is that intersex? Now, you really have to figure out, uh, you know, think, you know, from their point when we get these questions. And even after spending, I would say, eight months, I'm still sometimes surprised by the questions that come along. Um, and it's always so much learning. Uh, and like you said, you know, everybody is young and we, we really are trying to, make this change um, behavioral change i would say um so it's been it's been fantastic just the learning you know learning from who we who are our stakeholders in terms of the teachers but also learning from each other i would say uh there's so much our educators um founders we we do work in a very i would say we there's no hierarchy like we work very horizontally in that sense we work as a team yeah yeah, yeah. there's lots of yeah. information you know exchange happening horizontally so it's, it's fantastic. We are hoping to take it really far and wide, um, you know, and making this coming to a point where this is not really, I think the vision is that sex ed doesn't have to be something separate. It can just become part of education. That's the goal. The goal is that this is seen as something as, you know, you teach your child to this too. Is it important? It's obviously important. You're not going to teach them that one once they're 18 or 19, right? That just sounds so silly. So I think that's the kind of institutional change that we want to see. And we hope to be able to work towards that. So, yeah. 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 What about you, Atul? Uh, for me, it has been a journey because 
I have known both the co-founders. They were my college mates, so I know them oh. since 2015. And I was around when the ideation took place for the very thing. I was around when it started. And for me, it has been a thought that I wanted to do something for the society, right? And at that part, I just felt like, okay, this is like living a dream through someone else's lenses, right? Through Barkha's and Bhumika's lens, I can live my own dream, and I can be a part of something, and I can contribute to it. The main part was contributing to the very cause. And when the program started, okay, everyone had their jitters. Like, first of all, we were supposed to be sensitized in that very system, and post that, the teachers. First, we were sensitized in that very environment, and then the teachers. We had experiences, as Priyanka mentioned, like even if we had. experiences with teachers in rajasthan in delhi the next time when we went to haryana the experiences are different altogether so you yeah. do not know what they are going to throw at you it's a different feeling altogether but what i believe in is that with every session we grow we learn the learning curve never stops like even if an educator knows something a question might be thrown at them which will make them rethink about something they learn something new and that is the very idea of growing with the very community we'll grow we'll learn and we'll make sure that the community learns as well that has been the idea throughout and as priyanka mentioned 1500 teachers till now i really wish that this number goes on and on like that is the very idea what we have in mind and that is the ultimate goal like having this as basic education not a separate thing like okay you do need to have a seminar for it no you do not need to have a seminar for it it's like a basic like your uh, a math class you might have a sex ed class in your very school yeah so that i mean it shouldn't yeah it, it's because you know in 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 a society like india um it's taboo uh to talk about sex ed you know and especially comprehensive sex ed sex and talking about uh sexuality um become it, it's still you know i mean we may say that uh the country is getting progressive and uh yeah exactly but um so i think what you're trying to do is to yes educate um and and there's a different learning like you your you you mentioned just now atul that um you get thrown off sometimes you know with the kind of questions that you're asked so it's a learning process even for you um and and so it needs to have that grading of um age appropriate learning um and it has to start from a very very young age and it has to no longer be taboo to be talking about it like in uh, i'm not saying all the countries but like a lot of the countries now in the world um have you know taken this very very seriously even united nations i think has a paper on it i was reading about that um so so i think um it starts with like you said 1500 teachers uh but in a country like ours where you know you've got i mean india is just so vast that multiples and multiples of 1500 will also not be enough so 
I think as I was mentioning in one of the other conversations that I had, I can't remember whether it was with Medha or with, um, with Barka, but you know, I feel that um, if um, the zero period um, is replicated, um, you know, the whole concept and the learning is replicated by others in different parts of the country, it's um, a huge accomplishment for you as well, you know? because you are virtually the pioneers. And if you're able to replicate it, and even if like there are five other similar outfits um, or nonprofits who do it in, in different parts of the country, I think um, it'll have a ripple effect. So, so for you, yeah, no, absolutely. And for you to be pioneering this um, and to be collectively making it whether you're volunteers or your team members or whatever it may be, but collectively making it your mission. Uh, and, you know, I can see how passionate each one of you is about, you know, how you want to reach out. Um, and it may take 10 years, 15 years, even 20 years, but the change is already visible. And I think that's the key. And that's where you, all of you play such an important role. And so, I mean, really, you need to not give up, to continue um, to focus on what you're focusing and, um, and you're, you're truly change makers. So, uh, you know, a lot of people have non about education, about um, every child needs to speak English. I mean, there are all sorts of nonprofits um, doing varied um, things in helping the upliftment of, um, children or, or whatever it may be, but no one's really focusing on something as, as primal as this, you know, and, and I think that's where all of you have a huge, huge role to play. So I'm really appreciative of that. Um, anything else that both of you would like to add any, because, you know, the listeners are like global. Um, so if there's anything that you want to add before we finish this conversation, Atul? Uh, there's one thing that always revolves around my head because I have heard people say a lot of things in one regard, like, especially in India, if you think of it, like, what will the society say if you do something? Like the very basic question the very basic problem that we have been facing for years now. What will the society say? So first of all, I would want every person listening to this to understand the very fact that mate, you are the one who's like part of the society. Yeah. You no, know, you are the founding member of it or maybe the stepping stone of it. Like it starts with you. It's going to start with you. It's going to start with your family. It's going to start with your friends. But you just need to take that very step. Like for us, the zero period, it was Barkha and Bhumika who took that step. And then we aligned with people like Priyanka. I was in the team, Medha, Bethir, Simran, Ayushmita. And we are adding up people to the list. But the very idea being, it's your very own society. And if you think of it, no, not in a nutshell, as a whole. Like 
as you mentioned a lot of non profit organizations are there working on a different like a lot of things i really feel that somewhat in some manner all these things are interconnected you know mm-hmm. because there are certain problems which are addressed by some of the people you know there are certain problems which are addressed by some of the people but if you think of it and if you do try to connect it all these things are interconnected so we address is at the small stepping stones like we need to do it as a society and again i would like to mention that you are the stepping stone of it so start with you then like sensitize that's the word i would love to use because that's what we are doing as an organization sensitize people around you because they have the trust in you and it works with trust and knowledge so you impart yeah. knowledge with trust and then it grows and it's bound to grow because that's how it's supposed to be education that's what it how it is it grows so all in all it starts with you and uh, i think that's what i would want to say and as a whole the organization would just want everyone to have that very head space like do not limit your head space with whatever you're thinking about your sexuality or anything regarding sex sexuality education just think of it from a factor that there are n number of possibilities around you with you or people around you and then think yeah. from that very spectrum absolutely well said atho yep i totally agree with you what about you priyanka since we were you know discussing the numbers there are 31 million non-profits in india it's the land of non-profits but interestingly the sex ed space is so small right now that we actually know each other we we are so, it's so it's so tiny that barkha i we are all connected now just spending seven months we you would know about 70 to 80 percent people working in the sex ed space it's that small right now and you're right it is our hope because to bring that institutional change obviously we are going to need more and more hands on this we are going to need more people to come um i would like to mention that you know our job is so satisfying and the other day you know my house was around and i was just had the video on left my video off when the session was going on and they were discussing menstruation it's called mahavari in hindi and she asked me what is Is this? this is so exciting what are you doing and then i told her and you know i try and reflect with the team members how sometimes we can think oh it's just a small number you know there's very few people we're doing this with but it is it is going to be you know the amount of change that you can bring and i know it's a cliche to say oh you're just educating a few people but the kind of change it can you know bring about is monumental especially in the space of sex ed just knowing the very basic just knowing the very basic that we give in our sensitization program will change that teachers outlook and will ultimately end up changing thousands of people that those teachers teach even if they don't directly talk about let's say very hard for family planning hiv stds all of those things the kind of things that comprehensive sex ed has empathy bullying um you know you know being able to come you know indian teachers sometimes um you know and you know our education is not based on the kind of core principles that it is in certain other countries and so with comprehensive sex ed what we are able to do is just teach those you know 1500 teachers just you know just change an outlook a little bit and that is going to you know change you that's going to bring about monumental changes is something i'm proud of and i i the fact that i get to see it is really really proud you're part of the change yeah you're part of the change essentially yeah, yeah yeah and i mean and the reason why you know i'm so excited to be collaborating with uh, the zero period and talking to all you lovely people is because 
my platform can also, uh, in a very small way, help in, you know, in kind of propelling um, things into that direction because I have listeners um, all over the world, but I also have a lot of listeners in India, you know, and whoever and viewers. So I think if if um, Melting Pot is able to uh, to make even like a zero point zero 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 one percent impact, uh, I'm I'm really going to be happy with that. So. Thank you so much, both of you. It's just been very informative and um, interesting talking to you and, you know, both your perspectives um, and, and, and how uh, growing up uh, was somehow different, but at the same time, there was some kind of um, commonality between the way both of you did grow up um, and where you are at today. So, Good luck, um, and I'm sure you know we're going to hear a lot more about the zero period. And I'm sure you know in the next few years um, there will be a change. Like you, Priyanka, I'm also very optimistic. <laughs> so, <laughs> so lovely talking to both of you again, Atul and Priyanka, and. Um, speak to you again soon. I'm, I'm following the story very, very closely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you. For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.